I'm Jolie, your branding badass, and welcome to my new podcast, Branding Matters. Today, I have two guests. They're the husband and wife team, Josh and Rachel Lee. They're also the founders and co-owners of Standout Authority, a company that helps brands build human connections online. Known as the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn, Josh spent the last 20 years building 16 businesses and is the author of the book, Balances Bullshit. In 2003, Josh started in online marketing with clients like MySpace and Google, and he ended up controlling half a billion dollars in ad spend. His beautiful wife, Rachel, also known as the branding lady boss, has run million, multi-million dollar brand marketing strategies and campaigns for companies like Microsoft and Gartner. Today, Rachel leads the marketing and branding strategy for Standout Authority and its clients, and her special sauce is helping brands find their unique voice and create influence in the digital space. I invited this dynamic duo to be guests on my show today to discuss why building human connections is one of the most important things anyone can do in their business. I wanted to learn why B2B and B2C are taking a backseat these days to H2H, and I was curious to learn what brands are doing differently since the pandemic to stand out on LinkedIn. Rachel, Josh, welcome to Branding Matters. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. Well, I'm really excited to have you, and I'm glad that you're both here. When Josh first reached out to me about doing this, and then I learned, like I mentioned to you a little bit more about you two, I was like, i got to have Rachel on. Are you kidding me? They're quite a, you guys are a great team. So thanks for being here today. So let's talk about Standout Authority. Can you tell us a little bit, Josh, why don't you start, tell us a little bit about what the company is and why you got started. Yeah, no worries. I mean, Standard Authority, we work with entrepreneurs and influencers to really be able to help them stand out and humanize their brand online through the vehicle of LinkedIn, right? I mean, we're going through and doing engagement and influencer marketing to really be able to drive real relationships and connection, right? Not just leads, to be able to build community and relationships that turn into opportunity for our clients. And the reason why this kind of came to fruition is just my my background. You know, 20 years ago, I started my first company in the online advertising space. And look, I monetized everything. I was known as the, the king of monetization. And, you know, if you need to be able to monetize your site, your traffic, like I was able to figure it out. But throughout all that time in history, Julie, I, I don't think I, I don't, I, I sold a whole bunch of things, but I'm not sure how many people I helped. And so when I had the opportunity seven years ago to really go through a reset and really figure out how do I actually change the trajectory, the perspective of what we're doing as marketers and the brand around what marketing really means? That's kind of where that opportunity kind of came. And honestly, I didn't see it at first. And we were doing a couple of different things on LinkedIn, but, you know, bringing this uh, amazing soul partner of mine next to me and, um, you know, showing Rachel what I was doing, what was going on, understanding some of the stuff that she was doing at Microsoft too, around, you know, what social selling was and things like that. And I started pairing what I was doing prior. Like I went through a divorce prior to Rachel and I being able to get married and I kind of reset. And at first I was like, I'm going to teach everyone. I wrote a book, Balance is Bullshit right? Like how to be, able, you know, I wanted, I was going to be a life coach people to make sure that there was no one ever found in that same situation. But I realized I didn't want to, life coach was not my, my over ending goal, but I wanted to take what I wanted to help people in that life about connecting with other human beings and then pair it with my knowledge of marketing. And that's kind of where we, where we find ourselves today. 
really helping people be able to understand their voice and how to be able to share it in an impactful way that drives massive opportunity and connection. How'd I do, and babe? Did I did I explain that well? I think you did pretty well. All right. Well. I always like to make sure. That was didn't mention the brand piece of it. Because you're the branding lady Because boss. I'm the branding, and this is the branding Matters podcast. In the world we live in today, that is mobile, social media, digital first, our personal brands are more important than ever. The personal brand is really what's building the business brand. The personal brand is what's making the connections. Most of the time, people do not know who they are, what they stand for, and then how to communicate that when they're on social media, when they're on a podcast, whatever the case may be. Um, And so, you know, with Standout Authority, the company is evolving to not just be, you know, a vehicle, LinkedIn being a vehicle to express your word. It's around a understanding who you are, what your brand is, how do we work our brand, W-E-R-K, work our brands to really create influence and impact in the world. And so I think the branding piece of it is literally at the base of the triangle, right? If we don't have that, we have nothing. We can't create on LinkedIn and really stand out. That's great. So when you meet with clients, before you get into, you know, the connection part is your first uh, mandate or the first thing is to sit down with them and help them figure out what their brand is. Because like you said, a lot of people have no idea what their brand is, right? They'll just say, I want to start a business and I'm going to go and I'm going to post all over social media and they don't know what they're doing. So do you sort of say, okay, before you go there, let's talk about your why and who you are and how you want to be represented on all these different platforms? Yeah, 100%. And in fact, we've learned that when we don't do that and stand for that with our clients and new partners, it actually is not creating the best results for them. This has been a great learning process for Josh and I. Mm-hmm. When people say, I just want, I really want to grow my influence. I really want to get new leads. I want to get a client for $10,000 on LinkedIn. Can you help me? And some yeah. of these are influencers, right? Yeah. I mean, these oh, are yeah. people that you know, and yeah. they, it's and still. Then, yeah. And you go, yeah. look at, well, why? What do you do? How are yeah. you communicating it? Why do you want that $10,000 booking? Do you have an email system set up? Do you have a funnel set up? Da, 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 da. No, yeah. I don't have any of that. I don't know any of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we got a lot of work to do. W-E-R-K. Yeah. Why do you keep saying W-E-R-K? Because my club on work on my clubhouse. Yeah. Um, that now has over 2000 people part of it. And I do a, a session called build your brand and work the shit out of it has sort of become a thing. And it's called your work, your brand club. And we just rebranded our branding service as work your brand. And when you are an elite client, you also have the work your brand. And I, and I think it's just so important because it's not just about having a brand and knowing it. It's about what you do with it. And so we have to actually break that whole process in people's minds because nobody knows their brand. Yeah. (laughs) Most people don't know it. You know what, Rachel? I mean, honestly, that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to help people because I I was finding, I was talking to clients and talking to people and same thing, right? I mean, unfortunately, when COVID hit, so many people were laid off and they were forced into entrepreneurship. They wanted to sort of run before they walked. They wanted to just get out there and sell a service or sell a product and not take the time, like you said, to figure it all out. Having you on here is great because this is a universal, I think, issue. And I don't think most people get it. 
and I like the work, the brand. Uh, do you have a theme song? <laughs> Can you sing it? <laughs> what, the work? You got, yeah, you, you need like a, a theme song for work, right? I think of oh, like that's right. I would love it. For now, we've been um, using Missy Elliott's okay. Work It. <laughs> oh, one time. On the, are you putting it on? I played it for a second. I don't know if you could hear it or not. Play it. That's okay. Are we, gonna, are we gonna get in trouble though for licensing? Uh... That's why I only played it for a half a second. <laughs> I want to. I want. I want to always make sure I respect your podcast. Oh, it's you okay. probably don't have the license for it. Well, I love that, and I love the. W E R K. That's great. Good for you. And I like your little plug for Clubhouse. Go, girl. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to read a couple of LinkedIn stats here, actually, Please. before I continue. So, and you probably know these anyway. So I'm preaching to the choir. But for anyone out there listening who doesn't, LinkedIn has eight billion has generated eight billion in revenue in 2020, with an increase of 19 percent from the year before. Eight billion. And it yeah. has 756 million members. And in the United States, it has the United States has the most LinkedIn members, followed by India and China. I was a little surprised by that, but then I thought about it a bit more. And I was surprised that Canada wasn't on there, but must be a little bit further down. Uh, over 57 million businesses and 120,000 schools have LinkedIn accounts. So people are using LinkedIn basically for two reasons. They're oh, yeah. using it to expand their professional skills and make a career move, right? And that's why it's so popular. And then when COVID hit and so many people were laid off and businesses had to you know, restructure and the whole world basically turned upside down. Everybody, it seems everybody's on there now. I've been on LinkedIn for a long time and it's changed so much. And I, you know, I have a premium account because I see the value in it. When I first started, um, I knew so many people that were on LinkedIn and they were just using it, just put a picture and that's it. And never used it as a tool, right? And it is such an amazing tool. So anyway, back to my original question with all those facts and everything. You you knocked them out of the park. You were 100% correct on all those facts. Oh, did you do a fact check? I, I, I look at them all the time. So, okay. you know. Oh, thank you. Not, well, there was a not just like another it. pretty face over here, you know. No, no, <laughs> not that, but they're compelling. Most, most people they're, don't pay attention people to People aren't them. paying attention to the magnitude of this platform and that by using it, you really have accessibility access and accessibility that you never really can get on some of the other platforms. For sure. So, you know, you talked about human connection, human to human. And really, I find for myself anyway, and you can let me know what you think, it's networking virtually. Just like if you're going to network in person, if you're going to go to an event or you're going to go to a party or wherever, any kind of in-person networking event, to make that human connection, it takes more effort and it takes more time right? Versus just doing a post and everything else. So how do you find that time and build it into your everyday life? Because we all have jobs. We're all, you know, I'm a single mom. I got two kids. I got a full-time career and then I do my podcast on the side. So how do you make the time to make sure that you connect with when you do a post and you have people that comment or like it? Do you have some tips for that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It does. A hundred percent. Look, I mean, there are so, so much going on right now in that platform. That's the biggest thing, right? Like people are like, they want to go in and they go, I want to pitch. I want to spam a thousand people and get that one sale. And they're like, yay. Well, I look at it as if you just pitch or spam a thousand people and get the one sale, really all you did was piss off 999 people. And I know there's a better way to be able to do it. Right. I mean, these are the things. This is why LinkedIn's you're seeing certain things like they've just restricted everyone from sending more than a hundred connection requests out a week. 
you are limited to that now because people were using that. That's the biggest thing. Most people don't like LinkedIn because of all the spam and all the, I mean, even when you reach, when I reached out to you, you even questioned what I was, why I was reaching out. So. Well, I mean, you know, I actually want to talk to you about spam, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you want to be able to make time, like it's, it's about quality over quantity and being able to do that. You know, I always tell people there's four things you need to do every single day, minimum on LinkedIn to be able to really one, get in the algorithm and then two, be able to connect with that audience. You need to be able to take time out to be able to do one post a day that adds value to your audience. You need to be able to make one comment on another person's post that adds value to their content because their readers will see it and they will as well. You should like another person's post. And then later on the day, you should actually share someone else's post that adds value because it's not always about you. You need to be a curator of content, right? We want to be able to be destination sites. We want people to come to us and look for our profile each and every day because they know that we're gaining the knowledge in all aspects and we align with that. That's where we find commonalities. That's the best way to be able to start first. And then just daily looking at who engages in your content and it's just taking time out to be able to respond. Like, if you do this within an hour every day, you should be able to go through and do that and then go through and respond to the people that have sent you messages or engaging your content. Look, I hate cold calling and cold emailing. So, you know, I don't want anyone to, to do that, right? Like I ask people all the time, like, you want to get a cold call? Well, most people don't either. So how do you build that relationship? It takes a little time, like you were saying. Rachel, do you have anything you want to add to that? You don't have an hour a day, right? So for Josh, it's our business. I get that. Like sometimes you have to step back and really first think about what is your brand and what are my goals? And we, if you understand what your purpose is and what gift you're trying to give to the world, which I hope is much more than working in a nine to five and feeling like you're a cog in a wheel, I just quit my job so that I can live my purpose and share my voice. And for me, my brand, I know that when I spend time on LinkedIn, when I go on Instagram, I am fulfilling my purpose. It doesn't feel like I'm wasting that hour. What I think is do the best we can. And when we know what our goals are, then it feels like you're not doing the work, but to work our brands, we have to get out there. And so if you can, there is no, I know every single person that's listening right now is spending at least 10 minutes on social media. The average person, what spends, I think it's two hours average upward. I think the younger generation is like upwards of almost 10 oh, hours yeah. actively. I have two teenage day. boys. So trust me. A day. <laughs> so that is ridiculous. Oh, Cause then it doesn't feel like it's so much Don't work. Just post just to post. Cause you feel you have, have to. to post what, because yeah. then it's not feeling right. You know? Yeah. So at the very least, cause I am a stepmom and we have so many things to do. And I know the people that are listening are like, I don't have much time at the very least every day, bare, bare minimum. If you can't post every day, get on and like, and comment. Literally that should take you four minutes and you're in the algorithm. Cause part of what we talk about is you need to get in the algorithm. We are the algorithm. So if we're not in it, don't be surprised when you're not getting what you expect out of it. And so even those, that little, little bit can go some. And then if you have time to do that post or share posts, amazing and work your way into it. And, you know, let's be real. He's the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn. He calls himself that because we all know we get excited when 
Somebody's liking my post. <gasps> Somebody's commenting. <gasps> Josh just liked my post and commented. You're all of a sudden there, you're in it. You're posting, you're on the feed, right? And so there's a little bit of that like human condition that we in here. And so really try to use it to your advantage. I totally agree with everything both of you just said, but I want to talk about spam. So first of all, I want to know what you consider to be spam. I mean, Josh, look, if, can- some, if someone sends me a message request or one, if you send me a connection request, blank, a blank connection request without anything around it, you know, look, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I need to be able to have a reason why I'm connecting with you. At the same time, if you send me a, you know, a message request and then you pitch me two seconds later, I'm, I consider that spam. Like if you have no clue of who I am, like how many times really I get, Hey, Joshua B. Cause my name on LinkedIn is Joshua B. So when people are using those auto generation lead to tools that you're not supposed to on LinkedIn, it grabs that further. Hey, Joshua B. I personally looked at your profile. Have you ever thought about using LinkedIn to get leads? You didn't look at my profile <laughs> at all. So that's, if, if you don't take two seconds, at least look and look at my profile or some of my content and you send me a message to connect, that's spam to me. I, I agree with you. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my belief is. And Please, gonna, I, 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 a lot of people it. think I'm insane. You know, I've been in sales for, God, 30 years. I hate to say it. I started when I was 10. No. And I I believe in relationships, you know, I'm, but I'm also, a, I'm also a very direct no bullshit person, right? I just, that's who I am. My friends know me, like I cut to the chase and I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm also, you know, I also have really strong, long, good relationships. So anyway, so when I reach out to somebody and it goes both ways. So when someone reaches out to me and they just send me a request without a message, I will send them a message and I will say, hey, Rachel, thanks for making the connection. Just curious, what motivated you to reach out to me? Yeah, and then if they don't reply, I don't take their friend requests, and I don't. If they reply and then they say, "Oh well, you know, I'm just building connections," and I feel, and they give me some very generic thing why they connected with me, then I'm like, okay, and then you know, we'll be connections, and then eventually they'll be like, "By the way, Jolie, I can." offer you da, 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 this discount, like, you know, and I'm just like, okay, why don't you just tell me that when you connected with me initially and say, Hey, Jolie, you know, my name, like you did, my name is Josh, or I had actually a guy reach out to me this morning and he was great. I wanted to t- take his thing because he literally said, this is my name. This is what I do. This is how I can help you. This is what, you know, this is where I see in what you're doing that you can become better. Do you have five minutes to talk with me? And I love it. Cause I'm like, he told me why he wanted to connect with me. He was very to the point. And I have the option to say either, no, I'm not interested or, and I am interested. So I'm going to connect with him. And I had, yeah. I've had a few people reach out to me, especially now with my podcast that are trying to help me and add value. And I can see that, but they get right to the point. So I, So when I reach out to somebody, I do the same thing. I say, hey, my name is Jolie. I do this. I see that you're the branding guy at this company. This is what we do. I can help you do this. Are you interested? And I'll tell you, I got one of my biggest clients last year, totally cold calling, doing just that. And now we've created a relationship that we are now really close and we have a really strong relationship. So we built the relationship after we got the initial why reached out out of the way. So I I know a lot of people don't agree with that and you might think it's spammy, but I'm sort of like, why can't we just be honest and say, this is what I do. This is, I know that you do this. 
But Julie, so you did the research the beginning, right? This For is sure, you have to do the research. That's the beginning. Because everyone goes, well, I'm just going to do that to a thousand people. Yeah. I'm going to go through, I'm going to do a search word. I'm going to say, okay, branding, um, you know, head of branding. And they're going to use Sales Navigator. They're going to see the list. They're going to grab it. And they're just going to send that exact same message out to a thousand people. You are being intentional with who you reach out to and your why. So that's different. I 100% agree with you there. Because if you know exactly who you're talking to, and you're asking and offering Based on their knowledge of them, you've already built a, a relationship, a, a one-sided relationship, but still a relationship because you now have to be able to bring that other person into it to be able to build the other side. And so 100%, I mean, that's just kind of my thoughts on it because I don't think people take the time out like you did, right? They're not being, into, they're they're looking well, for it's a couple being authentic. And right. it's, and knowing that you have, just like you guys, I mean, knowing that you ha- you genuinely can help them. Right. When I've had, like I said, I've had two guys in the last couple of weeks reach out to me and, and both of their services, I think, are going to be helpful to me. And I would never know they existed if they didn't right. cold call me. Right. So right. I just, you know, I hear I there is a conversation on LinkedIn. Actually, this woman posted and I gave my thoughts and I thought, oh, I'm going to now create cause problems because no one's going to agree with me. And so I, I'm just when you brought that up, Rachel, you're sitting there kind of I'm really curious to know what you're thinking about this. No, I, I, I think that we always have to remember that every person is different and their experience is different. Their goals are different. This is a almost a billion person platform. And so, you know, people that reach out to me sometimes are students or their first language is in English and yeah, India is the second. And that's because there's millions and millions, <laughs> and millions of people in India yeah. who really look to us, especially in the U S as leaders and, you know, me with my academic background. And so I have people that do reach out a lot without a personalized invite and you, you have to approach things. However, is going to be best for you, Julie, that works for you. You kind of are no BS. This is what you want. You want to be clear. Other people are not going to have that same way of working with others. They don't feel comfortable. They're scared to reach out to Rachel. They're scared. Yeah. And I don't want to bother you. Send an invite or they forgot or yeah. they're on their, I'm like, they're on their mobile phone and on mobile people don't realize like, don't send the connect. You got to push the three buttons to personalize the invites. Like that happens a lot. Like at events, Josh and I will have like, you know, we go speak and then you have all these invites, even though we <laughs> just told everybody in the thing, personalize your invite. But I think to myself, most likely they just saw this presentation. They were excited and they're on mobile. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, right, there's a sense of we we always have to be careful of, um, I'm just very sensitive. I want to be sensitive online, give people the benefit of the doubt, but also I hate the high Rachel B. I know that that's a oh, mass yeah. message. Or no well, name. Or no name. The worst yeah. is no name. If I don't even see a name, like that is one thing that's a pet peeve. If I see dear madam, delete. Because then yeah. you know. Or their automation is off and it's like, hi, first name. You're like, yeah. man, y'all didn't even take time to make sure what, if you were going to do automation. Yeah. Which I agree. No, and, and that's why I asked you what I, you thought was spam, yeah. because I and think that, that's spam when there's no yeah. name or it's yeah. bots that are just, you know. It's clear. That's spam. But what you're talking about is a little bit more on tact and how you create conversations and build relationships. And that is different per person. And so I guess I will always take like a little bit more of a sensitive and I work with so many students. And I think like at the end of the day, what we can always do is be honest, be respectful, personalize those invites. If you're reaching out to somebody and you do have an intent to ask about a job or something like, yes, it is good to do that and be clear about it. So, um, and that's just being, you know, honest with our intentions behind things, but it's also yeah. okay if somebody reaches out and just wants to connect with me with no intentions. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So 
we're kind of gone full circle, but I love that you said that. So let's bring it back to what are some common mistakes that you see people and brands doing right now on LinkedIn? The biggest thing that I, I believe that most who are talking at, you know, when they're creating content, they're always talking about their company and about what they can do for someone else. No one cares about your shiny shit. They care about the results of what it does for them and what a result is done for others, right? You need to be a storyteller. So don't continually go in there and every single post is about what you can do and what your company does. Tell me what you have done, what you have accomplished for other people. Tell me a story about what, about what you do or why you do it, right? Because that's really why people want to be able to work with. I always say, like for, for a headline on LinkedIn, it's I help X to achieve Y so they can do Z because X is your ideal client. Y is what you do, the service, but Z, the outcome is the reason why someone buys from, wants to work with you, right? And they choose to work with you. It's the outcome. And that is the emotional experience that someone gets from, because we are emotional beings, you know, no matter where you look at it, we make decisions emotionally. Would he even deepen on that? And this goes back to the brand piece. What are the pain points you're solving for? That is what Josh is talking about, the outcome. So when we think about our brand and we think about what's our value proposition, and then how do we bring that messaging to life through our content and through the words that we say, we need to think about what pain point we're solving for people. And so when it comes to a brand, like you ask, like, what are people really doing wrong or right? The brands that are doing it really well are actually humanizing their companies. And that's why personal brand is so important. There's only two ways you humanize your brand. You do the, peop the people at the company or the customers. That's it. You either, and you should be doing both. The customers can talk about how you solve their problem. What Josh was talking about. Why don't you stop talking about it? Go get some customer testimonials. Have Jolie talk about what it was like to have Rachel and Josh do her podcast instead of us saying, hey, come find me, come, come pick me for your podcast. When I want to be on the next podcast, I'll just say, hey, why don't you listen to my podcast with Jolie or here's her recommendation for us. Right. And so that you look at Microsoft, you look at LinkedIn, they have some amazing brand work that they've been doing. It's all human faces because it's all about empowering people. That's why Microsoft and LinkedIn are so beautiful together because it's all about empowering people and through technology. And so if you're listening, this is why we're so passionate about the personal brand side, because if we can get you to shine, the business will shine. And then the customers are going to come to you. It's not going to even be, they're going to want to talk about you. They're going to be your advocates. It's going to be so easy because you have a purpose. You've identified that really clearly and people are resonating with you so that you're just connecting. You're not selling anything. And you know, your employees are your biggest brand advocates. You talk about what brand advocates. 100%. You know, Josh, when you talked about um, people posting and hitting on pain points. That is huge because you're right. You said this earlier at the end of the day, like I just care about me and my problems, right? We're all, we're all in our own heads. We're all in our own worlds. We're all dealing with yeah. different issues. So when someone says to me, what is it that your biggest problem is this? 
guess what? I can help you with that. Versus we have (laughs) skilled this and we are number one in this field and we have the best in the class this and we're, and it's me, 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 right? And Mm -hmm. like, are you wee-weeing all over your customer? Like it should be all about about you, right? It should be all about like, we can make your life easier. We can give you more freedom. We can give you more time with your kids. We can help your stress. We can bring down your, you know, and so I think it's, you're right. It's getting people to buy into that. And that's connecting on that human well, level. Go, oh, it's a business platform. So I have to talk about my business. No, every yeah. business is run by another human being. Most marketers have just forgotten that. And that's why, yeah. you know, it's amazing. Like that's what we do. That's what you do. And this is what it's so important for us to be able to continue to be able to work together to get this message out. Cause we have to remember we're all human. You were yeah. born that way. We just have to remember to be that online. That's too. what Gaga said. so what are some what are some linkedin trends that you see right now both good and bad yeah well i mean look you know everything is you know because of clubhouse things like that we're seeing a a shift to audio um because they feel like vulnerability linkedin's already announced by end of year they will be offering a linkedin audio version similar to clubhouse so we're going to see that trend kind of come into play i've been playing around with linkedin stories right i mean i told you i just uh, ripped my achilles tendon this weekend and it's not something I would usually share in a post on LinkedIn, but I shared it in a story in the amount of messages, right? Like I always say, be human. You need to have that human side come in through, but it's not Facebook. It's not these other platforms. Like I don't need, you don't need to know everything about me, but you need to under, be able to connect with me. And so instead of putting that as a post, I shared that in a story. And I got so many messages back of people going, oh my God, Josh, hopefully you're okay. You know, how's Rachel doing with all this? How <laughs> to take care of you? Yeah. And it allows us to be able to connect. And then the last piece of it, we'll see. Polls have been really amazing if you use them the correct way. Like the problem is that when they first came out, it was like, oh, there's polls. And I remember the first, like a year ago or two, when they first came out, my last poll was, are you sick of polls? Yes or no? Because everyone started to use them. If they're used correctly and used the right way, you can gain so much garnish, so much information and knowledge, and they're getting massive visibility on LinkedIn. I mean, I did a poll the other day. Within the one day, I had over 40,000 views and almost 1,000 votes on that one poll. And so what would, be, what would be a good reason? Why and when would somebody do a poll? And what's the value Me, to it? I, with our clients and myself, we do a poll once a week to be able to understand the type of content we should our, our audience is looking at and what right. we should be creating for the next week, right? And these are the things, right? I, I said, my, my poll this weekend was on Saturday, do you post on weekends, right? And I just, just do a poll. Like I said, why? Like, look, I've always been on the consumption. Look, I've even told people this, you should only post Monday through Friday because it is a business platform. We all are human. I'd love to be able to understand your perspective. I get so much reach because now I'm like, okay, people, some people believe yes, some people believe no. And then I got almost over two, over 200 comments on why they believe this. Now I have information to be able to build my next blog, to be able to really write and create content relevant to the audience on LinkedIn. Right. So it's a way of interacting. I agree with that. Interaction. Yeah. I did a poll. Actually, it's funny. I did a poll. I was just, I, I do polls, not very often. Maybe I should do them more just, but like you said, to help me with my content, right? That's right. why I do them. And I did a poll and I asked people their opinions about, Hey guys, because if you've ever seen any of my videos, I start every video. Hey guys. 
I say that to everybody. I said that to you two when we started. Yeah. I say that to my girlfriends. That's just what I say. Well, there's been, as you've probably seen, lots of controversy over saying, hey, guys. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to offend someone. So, or I want to offend people, but I know you, you're you always going to offend someone. So I did a poll and I was surprised. And I had three different options. Like, you know, do you think it's terrible or whatever? Anyway, and the majority of the people said they didn't mind it and it was no big deal. And I was actually, I was worried that I was, because my boyfriend said to me, he's like, oh, I don't know, Julie, you got to be careful. <laughs> I said, I'm just, I want to know people's opinion, right? And you have then, to be polarizing too. Like if you step back from that and you're not, like you're not going to get the responses. So I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was interesting. And anyway, I was happy with the result. I was nervous that I was going to get everybody say, no, it's terrible. But anyway, so I was just curious to know when you thought it was good to do polls and yeah. when it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered a lot of ground today. I mean, I really like talking to you guys. I know I've gone on a few tangents here, but let me ask you, Rachel, what's the best part of working with Josh? You know, Josh and I, our goal, and yes, he wrote a book called Balance is Bullshit. I think that now more than like today, more than last week, more than ever, Josh and I really want a life that feels not balanced, but integrated. And that is the reason why I'm leaving my job. First reaction people say is, you're going to work with your husband. And part of that is so that Josh and I can shift in from a business conversation to a podcast, to helping the kids, you know, to do just to feel that our lives can be intertwined, truly intertwined in our mind, our body, our hearts. And it takes work for us to, to do that. But when I made this decision, I said to myself, well, I know I want to be a business owner or do this. It's some point in my life, an entrepreneur is always what I wanted. Why would I go out and do that by myself without my partner who can support me? We can support each other. And I think that together we're just really way more powerful. We're like our opportunities together as the Beelies are really just, it's amazing how people are responding. And so being with, with Josh is actually one of the most like beautiful opportunities of a lifetime that I can share my career, which is super near and dear for me, you know, with him and we can build something and, and really hopefully change the world. We really are trying to do that together. That's awesome. And Josh, what's the best part of working with Rachel here? Do you need a Kleenex? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are certain things that I've had to learn how to be able to do, especially, you know, after this weekend and understanding, as I, as I told you, I think before we started this growing up, especially in the United States everywhere, really, you know, as, as men were taught to be able to not show weakness, not that we have to be able to take it on. Then I think you go into being an entrepreneur, like you've got to take the world, you're alone. You've got to be able to do all this and you can't show, you know, weakness because how can you help others if you're weak yourself? And these are the things, because I've, had so many people come to me over the years and I've had to, I've, I felt I had to be that rock. And to know that the only way that I can truly change this world and to release that limiting belief that I had was to be able to depend on my wife to be able to get us to the next level. And that's what it is, Julie, to be able to release things that hold us back. I mean, to be able to work with her and to be able to go and breathe. I mean, that's what it is. Having her as a business partner has allowed me to breathe and be able to take some of this world, not only as a, a husband, a father, as a business owner off my chest and know that I'm sharing that responsibility of making this world a better place for my kids with her. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to be a little shit disturber because that's what I like to do. Please, Rachel, no, yeah. Rachel, what's the 
most challenging part of working with your husband? I am. Be honest. I will, Julie. I (laughs) have an MBA. I have corporate background. I like to get stuff done. (laughs) I like order in a meeting. I like to like, I'm that uh, control. A type personality. Thank you. Yeah, I'm the same. And Josh is little ADD. He's like, you know, he's just like total entrepreneur, more visionary. And I'm like sitting here, my teeth, you know, get to the point or we got to get to the, you know. So So you rein him in. Yes, I rein him in. And then he also will open me up, right? And sort of be more expansive and say, hey, we got to go with the flow. We got to pull back. This is running a business. So um, I think we kind of complement each other. What bugs you about me? What's your, I was going to ask him that, but first, what's your sign, Rachel? Um, my sun sign is Sagittarius. I'm an Aries rising and I'm a Scorpio moon. He's a Virgo. What does that mean? When's your birthday? Oh, we're not getting into an astrology conversation. I just, no, I'm just curious to know, like. December I, I'm, 16th and he I'm, is a Scorpio. You're November 16th? No, I'm December 16th. He's November 3rd. November, I'm a Scorpio. You are so, November Scorpio. 17th. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that's a, so you're a Scorpio and you're a. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay. That's cool. Okay. So Josh, what is the most challenging part of working with Rachel? I mean, basically reverse that, right? I mean, it's the same thing. (laughs) I kind of go with my gut on things going through being able to understand. And, you know, she comes from that corporate background where everything has to be like thought out so methodically a thousand times. And I'm just like, why are we still like, let's just do it and see what happens. I want to fail, fail fast. Right. And then be able to get back up and keep on moving forward. And a lot of times, you know, Rachel's like, well, why let's not fail. And I'm like, screw it. Who cares? Like, it's just a failure. I get back up again. So really that's kind of where we go back and forth, but that's why we complement each other so well because we both have those, it's two sides of a coin, very similar to like my paintings here, which is I have the male and the female ethos based on what I believe them to represent. And I usually without Rachel here, I'm sitting in between. I'm very much the same way with my partner too. And, you know, you butt heads because you're very different in a lot of ways, but I think it's like yin and yang. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Like I said, I like to have a little fun and, you know, so people want to learn more about you and about standout authority. What's the best way them to connect with you? You're obviously all over social media. So what's the best way? We're both the, we put the in front of our handle. So the Rachel B. Lee and the Joshua B. Lee on across every platform. What does the B stand for? That's what everyone asks. So my, my middle name is Byron and you know, so that's just what it was. And when we got married, when he, and, and, you know, Joshua Lee is a very common name. Josh Lee, especially. Josh Lee is super common. So <laughs> okay. SEO, and it's actually a good tactic if you're listening and you have a pretty common name, which guess what? Rachel Lee, which is now <laughs> not, now my, my married name is also very common, but it was coincidence. My maiden name is Rachel Bronstein. And to take his name, I moved that to the, my middle name. And everyone thought it was brand. Everyone name. thought it was like a brand. Oh. No, that is really by by married name. And so now I'm Rachel B. Lee, and we're just both kind of people using will call us as you heard her mention very the B. Lees. Yeah. yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. People think it's they want to be part of the B. Lee crew. You are all part of the B. Lee crew. <laughs> That's um, Jolie. There you go. See? Jolie. Well, my middle name is B too. So I, I'm actually Jolie B. <gasps> Amazing. So my, my email is actually JB Good. But anyway, that's the other thing. So you're on. <laughs> so talk, let's talk about social yes. media, how people can connect with you. 
Yeah. So, um, any LinkedIn, Instagram, anywhere off, obviously you can also go to standoutauthority.com. We have an incredible masterclass that we launched on demand less than three hours. You can learn all the foundational pieces of LinkedIn. So you can find that at standoutauthority.com. We have a private LinkedIn community. So really honestly, just like come reach out to us. We'll get your message. We'd love to connect. You know, one thing I always say on every single podcast, and I I love this because I get to be able to share it with the podcast host. If someone's connected with me, send me that LinkedIn message and that personalize it and tell me why and what you love about Julie. Right? <laughs> I love getting her. Or Aww, like, oh, this is why I listen because she just brings the heat, whatever. Oh, you're awesome. When I get those, because then I can come back to you and I can deepen our relationship and go, hey, here's some messages that I got of people that reached out to be able to connect with me and what they said they loved about you. So oh, I, love I always that. love that. Well, thank too. you for saying that. Well, let's see what happens if you get any messages. If it's crickets, let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, and just before we go, because I, I wanted to touch on this too, because Rachel, you mentioned Clubhouse. And I'm, you know, it's funny, I'm on there, but I'm not 100% there yet. And you're doing great on both. You're doing really well on Clubhouse. You're working it, W E R K I N G. Because tell us about your Clubhouse experience and what you do on there. Oh, well, like as far as like, for people to come and follow you and listen. Yeah. Yeah. We have the same handles on Clubhouse to keep it really easy. You know, Clubhouse has really been an, an amazing opportunity to share our voice instantly and listen and get questions in the most authentic way possible. It has allowed me to be my most authentic self and Massive share. shifts I've seen change in her from being on Clubhouse. I mean, this is why we're, she left Corporate came with me because because of Clubhouse and being able to share her voice. It has been am- amazing to be able to watch her stand up and stand out on that platform. Yeah, I think and in, in particular for many women, but not just women. You know, we it's very scary to get on a video call or you're just scared to raise your hand, right? But when it's just on audio and you're in your bathroom or whatever the case is, it feels a lot safer and a lot of a less, less of a lift. And so I think that's what the big opportunity for everybody is to meet people you would never meet. There's no such thing as six degrees of separation. Um, we're connecting with amazing, top, um, credible people through it. But more than that, more than anything, we're, we're really sharing authentically and frequently, which feels like a really big release. Like sometimes you just need to say like some thoughts <laughs> and it, it's almost therapeutic in some way. And then we're getting big returns on it, you know, in terms of business, um, uh, following, you this know, is where the TV show is starting coming from. Yeah, we pit, Josh pitched it on in a room, Yeah, That's in a room funny. that was, um, opened up for a new network. So there's just a massive opportunity. We hope that for everyone, we really, hope we, we, we hope you'll be in with some of our yeah. rooms and be on our stages. If you're listening, we would love that. If someone wants to go on Clubhouse, let's say they've been like me and toying with the idea. And I mean, I'm on there, but I'm I'm right now just a voyeur. What would advice, advice would you give? Raise your hand. Ask to be able to get on stage because no matter what, if you ask a question or add value, you're adding value because you're going to give a different perspective. And you have to be able to raise your hand to be able to to be able to leverage, for people to be able to hear your voice, your perspective, no matter where you come from, what you've done in life, that is where it starts. You've got to be able to raise your hand and be able to allow your voice to be heard. So that's where I say first, once you start doing that and feeling confident, being able to share on other people's stage, you got to be able to start your own rooms. And even if it's one person with you in there, two of y'all, that's, you're doing a tango, right? It's like, huh. you're, you know, that's one person you could affect that day. 
And that's all you got to start with. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, in addition to everything he said, tactically, you know, make sure that you have your bio filled out. Look at examples like ours. Those first two lines are the most important. That's what people are going to see initially. Connect your Instagram at the very least. That's where the conversations There's no continue. Right There's no direct messaging in Clubhouse. So connect your Instagram. Don't raise your hand, honestly, without a bio. <laughs> So everything Josh said, don't do it. It's very yeah. hard as the moderators and the club room leads to help. If we can't go to your Instagram, we don't know who you are. So just oh, okay. if you want the best experience, put something in that bio. You can, it's always evolving. I'm literally changing mine on, like on a weekly basis, uh, connect your Instagram and go into your interests and make sure that what you put in there are real interests, because that's how your hallway you gotta follow people gets too. filled up. So if you are following the networking club or whatever, you're going to see the rooms and clubs that are associated with that. So those are the ways you start getting going and then start following people. Yeah. Like if you enjoyed this conversation, follow Jolie, you follow Josh, you follow, you just start yeah. I'm not saying anything on there yet, so I'll let you know. Make it so fun because they'll be able to see the rooms that you go into. Exactly. They're going to see the only way. The only way I'm not really active on there, though. Like I, like I said, rooms I are open one, on but... Clubhouse are based on who you follow. So it's a different right. perspective than any other platform. Like there, you want to follow the right people because you get access to more. Like I see rooms from cultures and worlds apart, right? And I get to listen in. Like I would never expect to be part of these mm. conversations. And it has been amazing to be able to listen, to be able to participate, to be able to grow just based yeah. on these amazing people from around the world that are just here, there to be able to share value. So if I raise yeah. my hand, will you answer me? A hundred percent. So most, most Wednesdays uh, and most Sundays we run rooms. We're actually going to be able oh, to rooms, but okay. you yes. know, we would love because Rachel has every, every other Sunday because we always try and do it with the kids. So it won't be fun out the kids, but now our schedule's all messed but up. But we're yeah. doing, you know, it's work, <laughs> you know, build your brand and work the sh out of it. And, uh, you know, okay. we'd love to be able and to have your insight there. Work your brand. Yeah. Okay. Please great. Well, you guys us. are we so fun. I, I, I will definitely um, come and see you on Clubhouse. And Rachel, good luck because you're starting on this new venture. You guys are amazing. I love following both of you and um, seeing all your posts. So thank you again. Maybe we'll have you back on here uh, when you become famous TV stars <laughs> and you can show up your, your new TV show with us. It's so. out there in the universe. Ooh, it's yeah. out there in the universe. It's happening. So Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you guys again, and we will see you in Clubhouse. And I'm like, thank you so much, Julie. You're amazing. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye. And there you have it. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation and maybe learned a few things to help you with your branding. But most of all, I really hope you had some fun. This show is a work in progress, so please make sure to rate and review on whatever platform you listen to. And if you want to learn more about the Branding Badass, that's me, you can find me on social media under, you know it, Branding Badass. Thanks again, and until next time, here's to all you badasses out there. Yeah.